Good morning. Welcome to my podcast. My name is Pastor Edwin. I'm reading this morning out of uh, Psalms 22. And I'm at verse 11. And I want to share something with you guys that does this sound familiar to you. If you turn to that and read it with me, okay? That's Psalms chapter 22, verse 11, where David starts to say things, talking to God and praying to him, okay? He says in verse 11, Don't be far from me, because distress is near, and there's no one to help. I know that we can share each and every verse that we are going to read right here, right down the line, all the way to 31. We can relate together as far as asking God, Please don't be far from me, my Lord, my God. This distress is near. Uh, uh, um, You know, uh, there's no one here to help me. Where either if there is, you still feel alone because there's no um, understanding of what it is exactly that you're facing. And there's no way that you can actually express it to anyone without saying things you're not supposed to say, revealing things you're not supposed to reveal, or just sounding plain out uh, um, rude or, or they just misunderstand you. That's the worst in the world to be misunderstood. It's not an intention, but you can relate that when you feel that you're asking God not to be far from you to help you in this time of need there is something happening in your heart there is something happening in your mind in your life that you cannot put your hands on you cannot take a grip of it you know you need to turn to God for it but listen even more things are revealed to us as we continue reading of what we can relate on look at verse 12 many bulls surround me and what does he mean by that i mean i'm surely they're not literally bulls like he's got 12 bulls just suddenly want to charge at him at one time no there's bullies there's people there's there's big people that in control with power bulls surround me strong ones of bashans encircle me they open their mouths against me. And there it is. He reveals, David reveals in, chapter, in verse 13 what the bulls are. Uh, they're in power, okay? Um, men in power, they surround him. They want to come against him. It could be anything. It could be anyone. It can be someone that gave you a job. It could be someone that's getting close to you. But they're really not your friend. They're actually just trying to help you, to hurt you, or to keep you, or being used because um uh, we talked about this before. There was a, a message about those friends that um, uh, um, can actually keep you, discern you, to lose faith, to uh, doubt God, right? So here in verse 14, 14 of Psalms 22, David continues and he said, I am poured out like water and all my bones are disjointed. My heart is like wax melting within me. He's showing that he's just got no control. What he's feeling inside of his heart is horrible. It's so heavy that it just his heart alone cannot hold on to these things. He feels weak. It feels like there's they can just take him at any time. He's humbling himself to the Lord by crying out to him, saying, Help me, Lord. I have no strength in me. In verse 15 he continues. He says, My strength is dried up like baked clay dry ready to break and crack my tongue sticks to the roof of my mouth i have no words to speak i have no words to say to defend you put me into the dust of death he's left there he feels alone 
he feels that he's ready to be taken out. For dogs have surrounded me, a gang of evildoers has closed in on me. They pierced my hands and my feet. And this part here from uh, uh, verse 16b down, and I think it's all the way to uh, 18, it's a prophetic word of Jesus Christ on the cross. Now listen to this. If you're reading it, read along. It says, for dogs, verse 16, for dogs have surrounded me. A gang of evildoers has closed in on me. They pierced my hands and my feet. I can count all my bones. People look and stare at me. They divided my garments among themselves and they cast lots for my clothing. Isn't that wild how in Old Testament they speak of Jesus Christ, things that are going to happen to him. And, and just and this is David speaking to the father, talking to him, saying that these things, is, this is what's happening to him in this time that, that something's happening to him. But he knows that in having faith is acting like something is so even when it's not so, okay? That something is so, even when it's not, is believing faith by walking into it, not by seeing what's happening. So faith is acting like something is so, even when it is not so, in order that it might be so, simply because God said so. Isn't that fabulous? Simply because God said so. The guy continues in verse 19, But you, Lord, don't be far away. My strength, come quickly to help me rescue my life from the sword, my only life from the power of these dogs. He calls, he calls God his strength. He capitalizes my, my strength, because he, he's stating his strength is God, okay? My strength, come quickly to help me. How many times have we cried out to God, but have we proclaimed that He is our strength? Or we proclaim that, hey, you're you're an instrument, you're a tool, God. You can get me out of this jam. I don't like the way I feel. I don't like the way I'm, I, I, I'm handling this. I don't know what to do next. But you can take me out of this if you want to. Or are we actually submitting to Him and saying, you are my strength. Come quickly to help me. I can't do this without you, my Lord, my God. Rescue my life from the sword. My only life from the power of these dogs. From the power of the evil doers. Oh, yes. People walk around like they've got power in their own bones and might. Yeah, we have authority in the name in the name of Jesus Christ. We have victory, so we walk in victory. But there's a war, a spiritual war going on. And in that spiritual war, there's an enemy that has watched you, studied you for many years, and has come to the realization that you have a weakness. That we carry a weakness with us. And that is that flesh. And the flesh can be deceived. Enticed. Tempted to the point where many of us fail. And we fall short. But doesn't mean we stay down. We stand up. But you see, what we're talking about here is how 
David is talking to God and saying, you're my strength. The enemy is close by. He's, he's tempting me. He's trying to break me down. And I don't know how much longer I can take this, Lord. Father, you are my God. Rescue my life from the sword, my only life from the power of these dogs. Verse 21, save me from the lion's mouth, from the horns of wild oxen. And then finally, God answers each and every one of us. And some of us return back into the midst of trouble because we're, we've allowed the flesh. We weren't sincere. You answered me. I will proclaim your name to my brothers and sisters. I will praise you in the assembly. What does this look like? Does it look like somebody that's uh, locked up, that starts to do all these things only because he's locked up? Or does he continue when he comes out? Does he continue when uh, he's released from a program, when he comes out? Or is he doing this when no one is looking? You see? I met a man that did this. He was not a Christian man. He was not a Christian man. And he saw how we were anointing those with oil and praying over them, laying on of hands. And he came out to reach me as I was leaving the place. And he asked me, Pastor, how is it that oil can represent anything of God? And I told him, you believe in God, don't you? The creator of all? The almighty being? He said, yes, I do. And I said to him, well, his spirit, the Holy Spirit, is pure. And the oil represents purity of the Holy Spirit. And I said, as we anoint, we, we do, we copy what a lot, what Christ told us to do. Um, what a lot of prophets have done and priests have done to those in the past to pray against those uh, demons that are trying to uh, filtrate or infiltrate the minds of those that are weak. Okay. Yeah, but how? I don't know if I can do that. Can I do that? I said, yeah, you can. You have to accept Christ, knowing Christ, believing in Christ. Because this I will do and seal the prayer in the name of Jesus. And he had a little trouble with that and said, I don't know. So I asked him again, you said you believe in the Father in heaven. You believe in the almighty God, the creator of all, that he is all forgiving Yes or no? He's yes. Yes. Well, hallelujah. What do you have to lose? If you believe in the Father, what do you have to lose? He's all forgiving. What do you have to lose? If you surrendering to Christ is a mistake, what do you have to lose if your God is all forgiving? You believe and have faith in your God and you trust in God the Almighty that he is faithful and forgiving, keeps his word, then what do you have to lose? See, the point is not to convince you that you need Christ in your life. It's to convince you that you need saving, you need salvation, that you don't deserve hell. You see, we deserve more. We surely do deserve, but that's not what I was trying to explain to him. What I was trying to explain to him was that you deserve to be set free and see the truth the absolute truth and the way that you do that is by accepting Christ into your heart and he shall set you free he said okay I trust in God anoint me with oil 
in the name of Jesus. And as we did, time went by, just a couple days. And the man himself continued to feel closer and drawn closer, he said to the Lord, to the point where he surrendered and accepted Christ into his heart. And I tell you, till this day has been over a year, he's not put his Bible down. He has not stopped praising the Lord. He has not ceased from praying to the Lord. And this is one thing that our spirit inside of us shouts out also. You know, help me, O Lord. Rescue my life from the sword. Rescue me. Help me. The flesh fights us, fights the spirit. In verse 22, let's continue. It says, I will proclaim your name to my brothers and sisters. I will praise you in the assembly. And in this, this man did not stop to do this very thing. But how funny it is that the world can set things, allow things to interfere and try to taint our faith, try to make us have doubt. So what do you say? When you hear this verse here in verse 23, you who fear the Lord, praise him. Why would you fear the Lord? I've heard many tell me, well, I don't fear God. I fear Satan. Why would you fear Satan? Why would you fear your enemy and not your God, the one that created you, the one that's given you a life, breath of life, the one that gives you freedom? And that is the world bringing, administering confusion. Praise him, all you descendants of Jacob. Honor him. And this is where we have to honor God. And let's jump down to verse 25. It says, I will give praise in the great assembly because of you. Not just for you, but because of you. I will fulfill my vows before those who fear you. True believers, fear God. I will fulfill my vows before those who fear you. In other words, he will testify. He will bring praise and honor and glory to you. Father in heaven, he will bring glory and honor to the Father in front of all his brothers and sisters. She will bring glory and honor in front of all her brothers and sisters. And verse 26 says, the humble will eat and be satisfied. Those who seek the Lord will praise him. May your hearts live forever. And when he says hereby, will praise him. The humble will eat and be satisfied. Those who seek the Lord will praise Him. Once you receive, you will praise Him. You feel this urge to just shout and praise Him. This is how we tell the difference between truth and false. We see it. Oh, there are some clever people out there too to fit in. They already know the roles, so they play the act. You can't hide from God. Jesus Christ talked about it. He said many come in in different ways, but they tried to come in. But the ones that have come to him have been thieves and robbers only, trying to steal what was not given to them. Oh, hallelujah. Take this in today, that God sets you free. Honoring and praising Christ. Remember when we call out to him when the enemy's around us, that he will be there. But we have to trust God to have faith and have faith in God to trust Him. That way we can continue to do the things that are righteous 
His eyes and become friends of God, the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.